The Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hello Baggies fans and welcome back to the Baggies Podcast. It's episode 25. Hope you've all had a fantastic Christmas uh, period. It is the 27th of December now and we've just played Liverpool and as I said last week I'm getting a bit sick of difficult listens well as I'm sure you'll all aware you'll all be aware this won't be a difficult listen we have successfully gained a point at Anfield against Liverpool uh, a 1-1 draw all told Semi Ajay and Sadio Mane with the goals for each club respectively but We've managed to get a draw, big Sam second game in charge, a really good result at Liverpool. So we're going to be, I mean, we're going to be going through that, that game. We're going to be talking about the lineup, and then we're going to be talking about the game on Tuesday, which, as far as I'm aware, is against Leeds United. So there's a game for us to get excited about, and then there's another game uh, coming up on the 2nd of January, which fans could be allowed to attend. I mean, it's a long shot that they will be moved down a tier and more, which probably will be moved up a tier, but that game will be against Arsenal. So we're going to have a look ahead to both of those, and then we'll be looking at those in the next podcast coming up uh, next um, next Monday, which is going to be on the 4th of January. So plenty to look forward to here on the Baggies podcast. Uh, thank you all for a fantastic year, or as you have to say, which has been a fantastic one. This is the last time we'll uh, get to have a listen before um, for the new year. But yeah, thank you for all joining me on this uh, journey of the Baggies podcast. Hopefully uh, a better 2021 to come. Hopefully I'm going to be doing some, when we're allowed back in the grounds to do some match day videos and things like that, hopefully for you guys to enjoy on the YouTube channel. But plenty to look forward to next year and thank you for all your support this year. And of course, hope you've had a fantastic Christmas. But without further ado, let's get straight into the game against Liverpool. The Baggies podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all all things Albion. Now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So as I said, the difficult listens seem to be postponed for at least another week. Um, in this week's um, podcast, <laughs> a 1-1 draw. Uh, celebrating seems the uh, wrong word for me, I think. Um, you know, you don't want to end up celebrating a draw. Um don't want to, you know, seem like you're celebrating a draw, but it's a fantastic point at Liverpool. A fantastic point. Uh, you know, when you look at the, the the way in which we got promoted last season was by a point. You just know that every point that you pick up, no matter where it comes from, but every point lost and every point won has its effect on the division itself and has an effect on, you know, which way you're going to be going down the table. Are you going to be staying up or are you going to be going down? And it looks pretty tight in this little mini league that we got going on at the moment. Uh, we've got Sheffield United on two points. we got us and 19th on eight points. Fulham in 18th on 11 points and then Burnley just outside, Burnley and Brighton both on 13 points outside the relegation so Burnley with a game to play, then I'd probably class Arsenal with us as well in 17 points but after that win against Chelsea they could be on a bit of a road to redemption after what has been a terrible run of form for them so we've got plenty of things to look forward to uh, and plenty of games to look forward to next week we've got Leeds and Arsenal coming up but let's delve into this game against Liverpool because what a fantastic performance it was from the Albion, a really good one uh, one in which it didn't start particularly well so we, we it was obvious the way in which we'd set up, I could see this coming from a mile away, it was going to be a pretty um, a pretty, um, you know a, a standard uh, you know, Sam Allardyce formation with most players behind the ball if I'm being honest, most players just playing in that defensive area 
Uh, even Carlo Grant ended up on the, playing as a secondary uh, left winger at times. So, you know, we played a lot of men behind the ball. Uh, and, well, the lineup was um, fairly similar to what was played last week. In fact, I think it's identical apart from the fact that... Um, I think uh, Robinson's come in in this in this particular game uh, to play, which is which is a good thing because I like Callum Robinson. I think he's a good player, um, and I think he's got a lot of a uh, lot of um, good qualities that we can use. So Robinson came in for Livermore. Uh, Phillips was the surprise, not inclusion, but his cap. He was the captain today. Uh, Matt Phillips playing uh, with the armband on for the first time in his baggies career. I, I I can't say he'd have been my choice for captain, not the sort of person I'd look to when in le- need of leadership. But certainly um, the the sort of um, most appearances for for the Albion in, um, since joining in 2016. So certainly the most appearances for Albion in the side. So perhaps that's the logic that Sam Allardyce has gone with. But yeah, not really a leader that I'd have thought, but um, you know, a good a good choice of captain in in the end. Really, you know, he's he guided us to a one 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 draw and, and a big point against Liverpool. So you sort of have to say with Phillips um, that he has done a good job today. Even though I I didn't see him being particularly vocal, but certainly um, wasn't to single out as a as a bad bad performer today by any means. Uh, certainly a, a decent game, especially from the entire side. I was expecting wholesale changes, I have to admit, but I don't think Sam wants to upset the the apple cart because it was on a high when he came in, you know, 1-1 draw against Man City. Yes, the morale might have dropped with the sacking of the manager after that, but certainly no reason to start making drastic changes after that performance. Perhaps after the Villa game, I expected some changes. I didn't expect to see Sawyers in the side, but uh, he was in the side today and it was good to see him because he actually played quite well, I have to say. But it was a whole team performance that were playing with real passion and real pride for the shirt Liverpool pretty standard line what we expected from them Alisson in goal Alexander Arnold right back Matip and Fabinho the two centre backs with Robertson out on the left they had Jones Henderson and Vijnaldum as the um, midfield three with Salah Firmino and Mane as that usual front three that we're expected to see uh, for Liverpool usually so we had them that 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 lineup uh, out there today uh, obviously, we expected what we knew what we were coming to see. We knew we were coming to see those many men behind the ball for West Brom. But in the first half, it didn't really go to plan. After 12 minutes, Sadio Mane struck a little sort of turn in the box. Nobody really giving like um, pressurising him in that box, and was able to get a fairly simple shot away. Uh, Ajayi a bit out of position. Um, uh, yeah, it was pretty easy, obvious how we were going to come out of the traps, and that was just defend men behind the ball, tight marking, and but not so tight marking for that goal. Uh, Mane coming in and scoring for Liverpool. I may add, the last man to beat Liverpool at home was Sam Allardyce in 2017 with Crystal Palace. So there was a little bit of optimism going into the game, I do have to say. But the odds this morning I heard uh, from Ladbrokes on, on Talk Sport this morning were. Um, the same odds for Liverpool to win 7-0 as West Brom were to win 1-0. I think they were 55-1 to 1 this, as of this morning. So, uh, yeah, fairly large odds. Uh, nobody really expecting us to get a, goal, a, a win out of this game uh, or, or any result, perhaps. It was expected, much like the Man City game, to be uh, a cricket score. And um, we proved a lot of people wrong today. Plenty of people um, tr- putting in the performance that I've expected to see from them. And, and they've really needed to see one of the things i do have to pick up on is the fact that everyone seemed to play more as a unit everyone seemed to have a bit more passion and desire 
uh, perhaps in this game because after going one nil down against Liverpool, perhaps we might have had um, you know heads drop like they have previously, uh, like against Aston Villa and the floodgates just opened. But yeah, really good game from West Bromwich Albion. Uh, we then went on to score in the 80th minute. I mean, it was sort of a game of attack versus defence for most of the game. But we had chances. I do have to say, we do have we did have chance. Um, Salah had a cross uh, after 72 minutes, which was cleared by Sawyers, and it sent Grant in on goal. And Grant um, showed some real, really good pace to break the Liverpool defence and get in behind. I think it was Reese Williams who'd just come on for Matip, who'd gone off injured, and. Um, he came on and he raced through on goal and, and Grant uh, just straight at Allison. really. It was a decent save. He'd closed down the angle well. But then after 82 minutes, a short corner, and I have to admit I was one to groan when the short corner was played. Uh, it was played to Pereira and then uh, he whips it in and Ajayi gets his head on it. He gets his head and it hits the post and it looks to be going straight back into the keeper's arms but the back spin on it sends it like into the goal, like it's hit the post and the backspin has sent it into the goal rather than the perhaps force of the shot. It's just evaded the keeper and it's gone in for West Brom. Um, <laughs> the atmosphere, you know, we're going. I'm, go- I'm going absolutely wild because in that second half we had a m- like in the first half it's pretty dour, pretty damning because you're just watching your team defend for 45 minutes. You're not watching. Uh, anything particularly, you know, spectacular. You're not watching anybody. Um, Really, um, starting to, uh, you know, um, you're not watching anyone really attack. There was no real out ball. Grant playing, as I said, as a sort of secondary left winger. Um, it was pretty hard to um, watch, really. Just Liverpool attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking, 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 until the first, the the last, um, the last whistle, the last whistle of the half. So it was quite hard to hard to watch for the first half. Uh, with no real out ball, no chances, not a shot, not really a shot on target on goal at all. I think we had 18% possession in that first half, which was pretty, pretty bad. So we certainly um, showed the right um, attitude in the second half. Uh, I mean, we played really well um, in terms of defending in the first half, looked really organised. You have to say of a lot of teams that... Um, a lot of teams that uh, come and play against Liverpool and Man City and teams like that, they come out and they park the bus, but they don't have real organisation. There's lots of gaps in between the defence, lots of available areas and bits of pockets of space that players, that good players, world-class players, can uh, really pick up. So it was really good to see that the fact that um, Allardyce has got us organised because that looked like a really solid defensive unit. Um, O'Shea, I have to say, what a player. I... I, I I'm really pleased with him. He's the sort of man on FIFA that I go to and I think, you know, and I end up selling him because he doesn't look like he's going to make the grade in whatever league that we're in. Um, I know that's not this game isn't FIFA, but he, he looked like he's an assured Premier League centre-back alongside Ajayi. Ajayi, obviously, we know he can do it in this division. He looks the part, scored the goal today, which probably means that he's um, done a great job uh, at the back today, but he scored the goal for us. Um and O'Shea and him look really good together. I thought Furlong's days might be a bit numbered when um when uh, the uh sorry the um the goal the goal was conceded against Villa last time because I thought, you know, who's not gonna like that and it's Big Sam and because um you know Big Sam likes his defensive side and if Furlong's shipping 
you know, letting his man go at the back post like that. I thought maybe it's not going to be his job and maybe if O'Shea's going to go to right back and somebody else is going to come in at centre-back like Ivanovic or Bartley or somebody like that. And I was a bit worried that that would be the case. But I'm glad that Furlong, Furlong's been playing out of his skin for West Bromwich Albion this, um, you know, this season. Uh, him and Townsend much improved. It's clear that they are relishing this opportunity at top level. They're, you know, finding their feet at top level. They're finding their their swagger almost, and they're finding the way to get, um, you know, noticed by Premier League by Premier League sides and to say, yeah, they've got a decent team out there today. You know, they've got a nice team, uh, and they've got Furlong and Townsend at right back who probably shouldn't be playing this sort of game. Uh, and they shouldn't probably be playing Premier League level. They're far n- not not good enough at all to to play in this um, division. Perhaps people would say, uh, and they've really proven a lot of people wrong, in my opinion. Proving plenty of um, proving plenty of people wrong in, in terms of you know people who don't rate them. And I have to say, I had my doubts about both of them, and they've both come through and proved that they can play at the level. Uh, same with O'Shea. Same with the Jai. Um, you know the, the back four looking much better today uh, under Sam Allardyce. The first half was almost defend, defend, defend for quite a while and defending for you know a large period of the game. When actually we just needed to do what we did in the second half, and that was to go forward and attempt to create some more chances. Um, you know we needed to um, we needed to show a bit more a passion and desire going forward because the out ball. There wasn't really one. Every time the ball was going back, it was Henderson, Matip and Fabinho who just sat on the halfway line, pivoting around each other. Alisson was playing holding midfield for Liverpool almost at times in that first half. But the second half, we came out, showed a bit more flair, a bit more pace, showed a bit more desire to get forward. And I liked it from us. I liked the way that we worked. Um, Worked the ball forward and worked the ball, um, you know, and and we kept the ball. I mean, you know, I've said said under Slaven, uh, a few weeks ago that we just can't string passes together against um it's okay size i mean we played we played we had plenty of chances when we played teams like sheffield united and things like that because they aren't as good a side but when you play any team in the top 10 uh you know including crystal palace who aren't in the top 10 but you know we just couldn't string passes against uh, together against any of the sides that we played in the top 10 um, and that was a worrying thing for me, but this time we just managed to keep the ball a bit better, and I liked the way that we played played the ball around. Liverpool didn't know what what to do with us at times. We were like counter attacking and coming forward, and we were looking um, pretty dangerous at times. A few little chances from Grant. Um, I mean, I can't. I think it was a good save from Allison. I, I don't think I can blame him, and I am pretty critical of Grant, and I have been. I was his biggest fan when he signed. I thought, what a signing he's going to be. But yeah, I think Allison came down to close down the angle quite well, so it's a good save for me. Uh, yes, but there was a few little chances in there, here and there, where, where there were chances to score. Liverpool in that second half didn't really create much. I have to say, there was one fantastic save again from that man Sam Johnston in goal, who's really been pulling his socks up for um, for Albion uh, this season. As, as you all know, our player of the season so far for me. He's he's done a really good job and made an extraordinary save from a Firmino header uh, late on in the game and that really kept us in the game and and kept us and, and got us a point because that was heading straight for the bottom corner and he got a little fingertip on it and turned it wide. He is a fantastic goalkeeper and he should be playing for England. I mean, I have my doubts. If you go back to the podcast and uh, earlier episodes, you'll listen and you'll hear me talking about perhaps bringing in another goalkeeper. I mentioned a few names. I got a little list drew up when when it was the time. Um, 
and um, I, I suggested replacing him and I thought Button would be a good choice to perhaps come in and challenge him but how are you going to challenge that goalkeeper now? He's a fantastic unless he starts making some real clangers and, and costing us points which he, he's done once this season I think with that one against Spurs but since that game he has absolutely come to light been the fantastic goalkeeper that nobody really expected him to be in this division uh, again, you know, for England, you know, for England, he should be playing. I, I, you know, Dean Henderson dropping clangers for Manchester United, not really getting in the in the in the team for them. I can see him coming out the side for Johnson, coming out the England squad for Johnston. Is why would you pick Dean Henderson this season? You know, what's he done to impress you when you've got a a, a play a player who yes has conceded the second highest or joint highest amount of goals in the division but he's been making the saves that probably put if he played for Liverpool or Man City everybody would be talking about and if you heard Sam Johnston in the interview afterwards coming out and saying um didn't have much to do which is <laughs> against Liverpool he didn't in that second half he didn't really have too much to do in my opinion uh you know as for the midfield and, and I've mentioned the defense but the midfield weren't too far off the quality of the defense today very organised, very helpful, I have to say. Sawyer's coming in some really good tackles that helped us nip the ball off those skillful Liverpool players. Gallagher the same, always putting in 100%. Phillips, decent game. Perhaps not as good as somebody like Gallagher in, in that particular game, not as well performing. But still played his part. Got some good br- blocks, good tackles in there. And, and, you know, I wouldn't say he led the team, you know, really well. Perhaps Phillips, not, not the vocal sort of guy that I expect him to be. But you know, he certainly put in a good performance. Uh, didn't do it. Didn't put a foot wrong. Robinson in that first half, and before he got taken off later on in the game, played well for me. Uh, did a really good job defensively. I have to say, keeping people like Robertson and you know and uh, Mane on that left on that left hand side very um, very contained. Uh, as, as a note to Grant, I think he'd work really well with a nice hold-up striker up front. Now, we've seen main names mentioned. N- none of them I'm too keen about. Andy Carroll and Cenk Tosin. But I feel like um, somebody, yeah, somebody like, not, not, not like them because they're both just not good enough at Premier League level anymore. I mean, Cenk Tosin hasn't really performed in the Premier League. Andy Carroll, um, just injury prone and not reliable enough. I'd look for somebody else. A, a little shout I did have um, is it's just one that I've thought of is actually a man who's playing his football at uh, Elche in, in, in Spain, and that is Guido Carrillo. And now you might think, who the hell is that? And this is like a little, sh- little like one I've thought of myself, and not one that I expect the club to go for at all. But his name is Guido Carrillo. He's he's 29 years old. Uh, did play for Southampton a few years ago. You might remember him. But when he played at the Hawthorns, he dominated Gareth McCauley in the air. Now Gareth McCauley, not an easy guy to, um, not an easy guy to uh, dispossess in the air, but. Um, you know, um, <laughs> I think he might be an all right sign. I don't think we will sign him. I'm just saying, this is just one I'm putting out there that perhaps he might be. Never scored a goal for Southampton, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a goal scorer, but certainly his hold at play is pretty decent for me. I, I mean, um, I see no reason why he couldn't come in and do a job, but it's not the sort of player we'll be looking to sign in my. I don't think at all. Um, but yeah, he's a good hold-up striker. That's all I've got to say about him. There's plenty of other ones like him that could that 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 um, Muriki would be one. But we're not going to spend 20 million on a player. In all fairness, at all. Um, 
But yeah, that we just I think Grant would look better with a hold up striker alongside him. Another um, little thing I've got to say is about how Sam Allardyce should be sacked now. Surely he should be sacked. He's got a 1-1 draw against a top-level side. Surely it's his time to go now because that's just how we work around here. But it'll be interesting to see what we get in the January window. Obviously, that'll be open and we'll be having rumours coming in next week. I love this sort of time of year. Not when we're signing, looking at signing people. Have you seen who we've been signing? Like people like Phil Jones and, and Andy Carroll. Not not looking good. But Dan, we've apparently inquired about the um, availability of Dan James on loan. So I'd maybe like to see that happen. He's a good player. Not very, very quick. Uh, would probably do a job for us as well. But we look ahead to Leeds now, which is going to be an interesting game. Obviously, Leeds with a slightly worse defence, apparently, than us. But they like to attack. They go, they like to outscore the opposition. So it, I can't see us outscoring them, but I can perhaps see us out-defending them. Hopefully, it'll go all right. Uh, and my prediction for that game is a 1-0 win for West Bromwich Albion. I think Big Sam might be able to just work a little bit of magic. He's worked a bit of magic today. Uh, I have full faith in that man to keep us up. I'm afraid. I mean, we haven't got um, we haven't got uh, the best side. We certainly haven't. But I can assure you that um, uh, Big Sam is going to organise this better. A really good result for West Brom. Um, you know, the first half was really good at containing the opposition today, and the second half uh, really good uh, for for going forward and um, coming out the traps and playing playing football against Liverpool. But that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I uh, hope you have a fantastic new year and you've had a fantastic festive period. Hopefully the new year brings us better health and better times for everybody in, in, in the UK right now. And of course, of course, across the world, wherever you're listening from. Hopefully it brings us better times and hopefully you have a fantastic new year celebration. However you decide to celebrate it, hopefully with, with your family or whoever. But hopefully you um, have a good time and... Thank you for all listening throughout 2020. It's been a pleasure having you on board. Started this podcast in April and uh, we've recently hit new numbers, you know, fantastic listeners and, and, you know, fantastic figures and stuff. Had an appearance on TalkSport. It's been a fantastic journey for um, for the Albion uh, coming up into the Premier League. And hopefully we're going to, um, we're going to uh, build on this performance and hopefully... We're going to go out there and uh, show the Premier League that we can survive. Hopefully you have a fantastic new year and I'll see you next time. Goodbye Baggies fans and have a fantastic happy new year. The Baggies podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify.